Welcome to the 202020 Mastery Mission, The Stories. In this part two recording, we welcome back our guests to share war stories and bake in the concepts covered in their mastery session. Concepts are great, but everyone loves a story, exclusive to hunters and unicorns. The 202020 Mastery Mission is sponsored by SOAP, the global recruitment partner for the Playbook community. Welcome to Hunters and Unicorn 2020 Mastery Mission. In this bonus recording, we welcome back Kira McQuaid to talk to us in her experiences. So, Kira, in your first recording, you spoke about the process of really understanding the different houses of medic, but also how to really assess um, which house is right for you. But what's interesting here is that you actually went through this process yourself. Uh, to, to quite an extreme, could you kind of share, you know, your experience? Just just take us back to what you were thinking about, you know, when when you were first approached to go and consider App Dynamics. Oh well, I would have loved to have been approached to go and consider App Dynamics, but it certainly didn't <laughs> work in that way for me at the time. I had a, an interesting career. I went from economics into the treasury and then into number ten. But what I really figured out is. I was making policy around business, but I wasn't actually involved in any businesses. And I thought that SEALs would give me a really great opportunity to understand loads of different companies. Um, and also kind of the foundational element of every organization, no matter what, is is being able to sell what they do and how they do in the most effective way. Um, I honestly thought I would spend six months in the industry and, and then go back into to policy making in the treasury. However, that was not to be I loved it. Uh, I loved it. I loved the the meritocracy. I loved the opportunity. I loved the variety. I loved the ability to go above and beyond and see what that would give me as a return. I loved all of the things that I was learning. And I was successful in my career for about six years. And I got to the point where I've been offered the opportunity to move up into uh, a leadership role within the UK and I and have a, a number of individual contributors reporting up into me. However, I, I really reflected on it. I think a lot of people have suffered historically from having great salespeople put into leadership roles and they're very different roles. Doesn't necessarily make sure that they're the, the best sales leader. And so for me, I, I was reflecting on myself and what was really important to me was that if I was to go into a leadership role, I wanted to feel confident that I was going to be able to deliver value to the people below me. And I didn't know why I was successful. I just knew that I got along with people. I was cheeky and I worked goddamn hard. And now I've got the language of I was good at identifying pain because I just ask a lot of questions. I'm good at building champions um, and my work ethic really got me to, to the results that I needed. But that didn't enable me to really understand how I could explain, therefore, to other people how to be successful. And I wasn't even sure where to start on building a scalable business. So I took a big step back. I evaluated where I was, where my gaps were. I thought about doing an MBA. Current company I was at at the time even offered me a company-sponsored MBA to potentially fill that gap. But I didn't think that it was the right fit and the right solution for what I needed and for what my, my development areas were. I went and I actually spoke to a woman at BMC called Emma Maslin. 
she put me and directed me towards MongoDB and, and AppDynamics. And I heard a huge amount about this space in terms of the science that's applied to it, how difficult it is, how hard it is, how tough you need to be. And I sat back and I explained my my thought and rationale to a number of the, the people that I worked with that I valued at the time, and everybody thought I wasn't seeing. Why would you go from being consistently successful, about to get a potential promotion, into the role that you've been trying to get for three years? Why would you then take a pay cut, a step back, become the most junior AE, and go back and go into an organization that's known to be extremely difficult, that not everybody survives, and it's going to be some of the toughest times that you're going to go through in development. It didn't make sense on paper, but my gut told me I needed it. My gut told me that I absolutely needed it. And when I met Steve and Jeremy, the way in which they articulated themselves, even in the interview process, the way in which they're able to break things down, really understand it, analyze it, and then build it back up with data. Even I kept my CV with all of the scribbles on it. It really impressed me and it wasn't something that I'd seen in any other interview that I'd been to. When I sat in the office, I went in for a day and I just decided to sit there and observe for a day. And they fortunately, they allowed me to do that. And I was able to figure out the dynamics of the conversation. And I was able to see the pace at which people were working. The caliber of the individuals around the office was high. And then I got a little bit of the FOMO. I'm like, I want to know if I'm any good. I don't want to be pretend that I'm good because I feel that I'm swimming in a safe, safe waters. I want to know if I can go and run with those guys. And it's going to be hard. So I made that conscious effort, took a pay cut, went, became the most junior new SEALs rep in, in AppD. And I went through really tough learnings because the things that I had thought made me successful, I'd learned actually they were highly inefficient. And to break that mold of what I thought made me successful, the way in which I engaged with customers, where I spent my time, how I thought about my engagement, how I thought about understanding where I'm at in a deal, challenging myself on what a champion really is. I, I went through a period of time of just questioning my entire thought process around uh, my career. Did I know what I was going to do? How... How do these other people seem to have this common language? They're super effective in their conversations and they're super efficient with what they achieve. And it seemed like it was worlds away from me. So it was really hard for me to go from feeling successful to feeling truly unsuccessful and really unsure of myself in an environment where everybody else seemed to be excelling. That was tough. That was the, probably the toughest time. So it was breaking down to the very basics and then building it back up in a logical fashion. I hear a lot of people talking about this. Within like a month period, everything just sort of started to click. All just started to come together and start to click. And I understood the, the relevancy of what I was being taught, the impact of doing something early versus waiting, of understanding the data-led data decisions that were being made, then really taking that and being able to go, right, now I'm gonna apply this for me in the best possible way. At the end of that first year, um, I won the, uh, the prize, the rising star of the, the company. 
the the next two quarters i did 400 plus percent i went into becoming an rd i had to go through a whole new scale of, of learning and self-reflection um and again got to do that under Steve and Jeremy and Luke Rogers and Natalie Sidwell, which I'm hugely grateful for. And through that process, it's really given me a foundation and established for me, not just how to do something in one organization, but a skill set that's really truly transferable, both actually in my personal life and in my professional life, that enables me to be much clearer about the decisions that I'm making, much more confident about them, um, and be able to predict and get ahead of where I want to be and for that like I'm truly grateful I went through uh, a little bit of that roller coaster at the start that everybody goes through I took the hits and I probably took them harder than a lot of people did I took them very very personally but picking yourself back up and and being able to motivate yourself and with the right team around me at AppD that was able to do that and and look genuinely look after me as well I'm, I'm tremendously grateful. It's a, it's changed both my professional and my personal life. It's absolutely fascinating. And I think how you've just spoken about the environment and having listened to the previous episode, um, do you think that in a way, when you kind of look at all the different medic houses and back then, as you said, there was only three, AppDynamics, BMC and MongoDB, do you think you were just lucky to fall into the right, to, into an environment that ticked a lot of those four pillars for you? Or do you think that it was your subconscious conscious picking up on, on those points, which is why you made that decision? It's a good question. And I think it's the, the latter. I think that I definitely had a gut feel when I met Steve and Jeremy and a, and a couple of the people within, within AppDynamics. Um, in no way is that to say that I did I wasn't impressed with who I met at, at BMC or at MongoDB. Emma, for example, at BMC, I'm tremendously grateful for her pointing me in the in the direction that that ultimately proved to be really tremendously successful for me. I think it was got the way I would articulate that now is I was able to read into the way in which they communicated and what the process felt like that enabled me to build an understanding of what I thought that they would be like as leaders. To put that into a degree of context, it took me a while to make the decision. And for that, I was grateful because my previous company kept offering me more and more to, to keep me staying around the promotion, the MBA, fast track program, retention bonus. And, and I really struggled with it because like I said, everybody thought I wasn't seeing. Why would you decide to give up all of these things and then take a big step back in terms of job title to, to rebuild again? And I knew I made the right decision because I was struggling with it on Christmas. I had covered that wall over there in post-it notes. There was a pros and a cons and I covered it entirely in post-it notes which only managed to scramble my brain even further and stress me out coming into the room. So I was at, it was Christmas, we were, we're having Christmas here and I, I phoned Steve McCluskey early on Boxing Day and I was like, I, I'm confused. And he spent two hours on Boxing Day talking me through different ways of thinking about it, the thought process. And for me, that gave me a true indication of the investment that they're willing to make in the right individuals was a really good and strong indication of what it would be like coming into the organization because I didn't didn't uh, anticipate that if he hadn't have done that or if 
they'd been much more decisive around that decision that actually I might have thought, well, we're all just a number. That's not what I got from that conversation. What I got was was hugely more, more impressed with, with how they thought about things and the level of dedication that they put into doing their job to make sure they find the right people. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing to, to kind of hear that that whole kind of journey, the struggle, the, 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 the willingness to almost go backwards to go forward. So how do you think that's really shaped you as a leader, actually going through that and, and having to take that decision? How has that really helped you? And how could it help others that are also thinking about taking, taking this step? Uh, okay, I'll take two parts first part is how to help me as a leader i can relate so much to where the reps are and i can i can see that they're about to hit the next stage in that in that trough of disillusionment in that that ramping and, and understand and empathize with them because i've gone through it and then because they can see there's a light at the end of the tunnel I can explain it in a, in a truly authentic way and show them even examples of of emails I've sent in the past and how that evolved of how I felt at different times along that journey so for me it's really enabled me to build a team and a support structure in the best way I possibly can it's not perfect but in the best way I possibly can to help support and guide people through that journey and be able to empathize with them as they're going through it and even give them practical suggestions of what worked for me at those times. So for me, it's made me be, I think, a much more uh, thoughtful leader. I really understand the challenges that they're going through and I'm just I'm empathetic in the sense that I want to make it better for them. So I want to be able to lean in and help them get arms around them and be their trusted advisor for a while, just guiding them through that. So are, are, there, are, are these kind of challenges inevitable, irrelevant of who you are? Are there some kind of common challenges? You know, what, what was that early transition like? And, and, and what, what should people expect, especially in that first kind of nine to 12 months? So you should expect to be challenged more than you've ever been challenged before. You should expect that you'll feel out of your depth because you will be running in an environment with high caliber individuals that have the time to embed and understand this and they're moving at significant pace around you. We, we hire great people because we know that they're smart and they're driven and we know that they're highly coachable, but we expect great things of them. So sometimes people get used to that level of expectation as well. I think the, 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 the first part of your question was, what should people expect? It depends. Depends on their entry into this space. If they're brand new to SEALs in general and they start in the medic-based world, that's a very different environment to somebody who's been successful for 10 years at a non-medic-based organization and comes into this medic-based world. They go through very, very different challenges. And I can relate very much so to the ones that have had the experience where suddenly the things that I thought were good aren't good. And I start to question myself. Suddenly I figure I, I need to challenge myself. Is this the right place for me? If I was successful there and I'm not feeling successful here, is it the right place? So there's a lot more insecurity that seeps in when you're experienced and you always have to just give in a little bit and trust it for a period of time. When you're new coming in, I wish I'd started there. I wish I'd been able to grow and learn and develop within this environment. It would have been, um, it would have been amazing. Um, 
what I'd say for, for both of them is to expect to be challenged, but to expect extremely high rewards in terms of the opportunities that are afforded to you once you've learned this, not just the pay within the first year or the first two years, not just the stock, but the skill set and the network that you develop when you come into these spaces is, is truly valuable. Mm. You say you wish you would have um, entered into it, into an medic environment. At the same time, do you think you have an appreciation to the medic environment because you know the other side as well? I do. I do. I think that uh, I was speaking to a colleague about this recently. We we both came in from a non-medic world into the medic world and we got kind of really frustrated at ourselves. Like, how much more successful could we have been? How inefficient were we? How much work did we do that we probably didn't need to do that could have been much more efficient and effective? Um, so for me, it's, it's, it's really valuable. It's really valuable because I also then can explain the difference between if we go down one route versus going down another route because I've been there and I've done it before. So yeah, absolutely, it does give me an appreciation. Um, the, the other way that medic comes to people is medic just gets applied to the organization that they're in today and they don't really get a choice in that. Um, I would say it's scary when you don't have that as a, an option. It was one of the things that I saw coming into data robot as well was you need to get people to buy into it. It's not, you can't apply medic by compliance, which you were able to do in some of the other organizations in the past. You have to win hearts and minds. The way that you've brought us into your shoes, into your process, into your struggles. And, and I'm hoping that the people that are listening to this can really relate with you know, some of that, that journey, that willingness to really, from success, be so almost kind of coachable and vulnerable where you've almost broken yourself down, gone through those struggles, and then come out the other end with, uh, with, with the success that, you, that you've inevitably gone on to, to achieve. And I think that's a real credit to you. And uh, thank you so much for, for, for sharing your story and your journey with us today. Thank you. I would say it's not just a credit to me. It's the, there's a lot of amazing people in this network um, who have all distributed to, to many different organizations. A huge amount of respect for, for, for nearly all of them. And I've taken a lot of lessons from them. And I really appreciate the investment that they made into uh, helping me get to where I am today. And then the next thing is to say thank you for the people underneath me that felt confident enough and um, to, to join Data Robot and to continue to learn underneath me. I, uh, I never want to let you down. Such a humble, humble, humble response to that. And it's been an absolute pleasure again having you on this show, Kira. Probably one of my favorite um, episodes that I've recorded. So really have learned so much and I'm sure our audience will do too. So to all of our listeners, to all of our viewers, we really do hope you've enjoyed this session. Again, if you like what you've heard, please do share and subscribe. But a big thank you to Kira McQuaid for joining us today. And we look forward to welcoming everybody back for a Mastery session soon. Thank you very much. Have you enjoyed the session today? Please help others discover our series by sharing and liking our content. Are you on the mission? Click subscribe so you don't miss out. The 202020 Mastery Mission, The Stories, are brought to you by SOAP, the global recruitment partner for the Playbook community. Check out so muchsoap.com for more information.